0: Hello, friends. Uh, Today is Friday, April 29th. I'm your host, Double B, and from the Pondside Studios, uh, this is the Fuck That Guy podcast, or FTG. Welcome back to my old faithful listeners, and uh, welcome aboard to any of my new listeners out there. Uh, This is just a reminder of what the FTG podcast is about, or an education to anybody who's new. Uh, What FTG is about, it's about those things that catch you in a manner that make you say what... Hold on, fuck that guy. And you know, you might notice from my previous episodes or the episodes going forward that oftentimes uh, the G in the FTG is really about me. I uh, would like to encourage anybody out there uh, if you'd like to contact me about anything, uh, follow me on Twitter and you can find my handle at FTGuyPodcast. And Kind of a broken record here with me and this podcast. Uh, Once again, I did fully intend to uh, record last week. Uh, The only thing that happened was uh, my wife gets home from work and says, Hey, uh, our neighbor wants us to come over and have a a couple drinks. So I'm like, I can handle that. You know, go over there and loosen up a little bit and uh, come back and podcast. But uh, the thing about our neighbor here, JB, it's my wife's cousin. He's a great guy and he uh, raises cattle, so we have not seen him since probably the holidays, so he's been busy with uh, calving and uh, branding of his uh, his new cal- calves and cattle, so uh, I knew kind of in the back of my head when we were going over there that uh, we were fixing to tie one on, and let me tell you, uh, I tied one way on, we, uh, uh, you know, you get over there with some good friends and good company, and uh, uh <laughs> Turn the uh, cap off the old Tito's bottle, and before you know it, um, you drink a half of handle of Tito's. Now, I am not proud of myself. Um, shit happens. I am living proof of that. But uh, I did come home and think about uh, recording, and I looked at my laptop uh, bag that has my computer in it and thought about what it might take to hook it up. And it's not that hard normally, but when you're that far into the Tito's, I looked at it, and I said, nah. I will have to pass. So and instead, I uh, broke into some uh, cookies and cream ice cream, um, and here I am complaining about being a fatty, uh, fatty boy. So uh, hey, I'm here this week, and I appreciate you guys for uh, for coming back. And I don't know if you noticed it or not, but at the beginning of the episode, I have a new theme song. It's the Fuck That Guy (FTG) song, and it was uh, produced and recorded by one of my best friends, uh, CG. Uh, he lives down in Arizona. He does uh, music production, and uh, I-, I can't be, you know, more happy and humbled that he uh, he would do that for me. So I hope you enjoy that uh, that song. It's going to be the intro and the outro song for for each episode now. So thank you, CG. I appreciate that, brother, and I love you. Uh, Since we last spoke, I remember, uh, I think I told you guys that I was uh, nervous because I was getting ready to do a colonoscopy and an esophageal uh, scope. Now, the colonoscopy was because, you know, at age 50, and I have a family history of cancer, it's just something you have to do, you know. It's kind of a preventative or, you know, just trying to make sure everything's looking good and... And so I'm just here to tell you that the uh, I went into it, to the thing wondering, like, you know, i got to do a scope in my throat and then a scope in my ass. So uh, I sure as hell hope, uh, you know, they use separate scopes. So when I was talking to the gal, get me ready. She, she goes, oh, don't worry about it. She goes, uh, we'll do the colonoscopy first, then we'll sanitize it before we throw it down your throat. And my eyes got big as saucers, and she chuckled and said, no, we use separate ones, and so I said, to "Her, well, I, I'm pretty sure I figured a hospital would try to charge me as much as, much as they could and do a separate scope." So, um, you know, uh, all uh, all kidding aside with with the colonoscopy and you know the uh, the esophagoscope was something because I've I've had acid reflux and uh, fun thing to talk about, right? But uh, you know, ended up uh, the results of the test was. Uh, Nothing cancerous or cancerous looking in my colon. Uh, more about me than you ever thought you would know. Uh, so I don't have to do that for 10 years, another 10 years. So uh, with my esophagus, they found out I've got some ulcers. Uh, I guess they did a biopsy of those uh, of those spots and not cancer in my throat either. So uh, I guess what I've got to do is cut back on caffeine, joy cut back on spicy foods, fucking joy, and cut back on alcohol. So basically what I've decided to do is obviously, uh, as I told you, I drank half a handle of Tito's last weekend, really haven't cut back on alcohol uh, as much as the caffeine. I have not drinking coffee or a soda for, for a while now. Spicy, spicy food's gonna suck because I love spicy food, but, uh, I guess what I'm going to do is just drink every once in a while. Just kind of cut back on it. Uh, doc has me on some medicines to kind of heal those ulcers up, and I go back in June for another uh, for another esophageal scope. So hopefully they get healed up and I can uh, keep moving on with my life. You know, uh, turning 50 I, I've talked about before. It's it's not really you know it's not really old, but Part of me is freaking out because it kind of is, and what I mean by that is, you know, I talked to one of my buddies the other day, I think he's 53 or so, and I said, you know, the thing about it is you wonder where the hell all these days went, where these years went, and and then he put it into this context is, you know, I have taken more steps, you know, in my past than I'm going to take in my future, and what that means is, you know, I... Uh, all of us, as we get older, we've got less, we've got less time, you know, in the world that we're living. So don't take any for granted. Uh, just, you know, make them count. So I'm just here to tell all, all of you, my listeners, male, female, if there are any type of tests you need to get done, you know, women, your mammograms, uh, get them done. You know, I, I'm sure you do. Uh, I'm, I, you know, if you got to do your Pap smear, any, any of that stuff, and and guys the colonoscopy you know it's not fun but it's not it's not bad either it it really beats the alternative so i I care about you guys i want you to to get out there and do those things you know it's it's the smart thing to do and if if my big pussy ass can do it you guys can do it too so you're you you know your family will will be happy that you do that so you know if 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 i would have come up with cancer you know i i guess it's it's better to know sooner than later and you know you can uh Tackle the problem head on. So, with that being said, um, there's really no theme for this episode tonight. Just kind of wanted to touch base and say, "Hey, what's up?" So, hey, what's up? So tonight, kind of what I'm going to talk about are some things that made me go, "WTFTG," meaning, "What the fuck that guy?" Okay. So, uh, first off, in local news, that's kind of what I'm going to touch on. Is it's been so fucking windy here for weeks. And, and what I mean by windy is it's not just like, you know, 15 to 25 mile an hour winds. I'm talking, uh, probably 35 to 45 sustained winds and fucking gusts up to maybe 60 or 70 miles an hour. And it just, it's just a pain in the ass, especially where we live on the outskirts of town here. It's, uh, there's really not a lot of wind breaks out here and there's a lot of dust and everything's dusty and <clears throat> with the allergies that I have and my sinus problems. It's, it's not been fun, and it is just bone-fucking-dry. I mean, it's terrible. Um, you know, we finally got some rain tonight, and we're supposed to get more the next couple days, so I, I sure hope that the higher power or, or the Lord uh, out there, uh, and Mother Nature, whoever whoever's in charge, please, please, please bring some more rain to us and to other areas of, of the country and the world that need it. Um, you know, one of the problems, aside from uh, me crying about all the wind, is uh, we've had a lot of uh, dry grasses out here. And then with, with the high winds, uh, mix that with a uh, tossed-out cigarette or I think uh, trains sometimes will spark or, you know, maybe a chain falls off the the uh, tailgate of a truck and drags and, and causes a spark. We've had some really big... Uh, Really big grass fires here, and if you can imagine uh, where, where we live here in the, in the middle of the country here in the United States, it's just wide open, vast fields, and and once once that dry grass uh, catches fire, it can just go on, it can just go on and go on and go on, and and I thank God for the uh, uh, firefighters here, and you know a lot of the times they're volunteer units. I know around here they are. And also uh, for the farmers, you know, they're going through hell with the drought and with these grass fires, uh, but they are they are fighting these grass fires, and a lot of them are putting their lives and their equipment in harm's way. And, and I know a lot of towns around here had to uh, evacuate homes, and to all those people that lost their homes, you know, and, and maybe their lives were disrupted, I, I pray for them. And there was a, a fire chief, I guess, uh, from one volunteer unit was, was – racing to the scenes of one of the fires and uh with all the smoke and and the dust from the wind blowing i guess did not see a parked water truck on on the highway and ended up hitting hitting the truck uh the water truck and dying and injuring a passenger so uh my thoughts and prayers go out to his family too and to anyone you know serving serving the community like that to put their lives on the line i i appreciate you and i value you and and I thank you. Another issue that's going on is, is my hometown, uh, G.I., not far from here. I just got to say, what the fuck is up in, in good old G.I.? So I'll give you a little heads up about what's going on there. One of my buddies, uh, we'll call him J.J., he he was, uh, I played football with him. He was a little younger than I He went on to be much more successful than I. He uh, He's a very uh, successful financial planner, came from virtually nothing, and that's not, that's no disrespect to, to JJ, he, he came from the rough side of the tracks, and he made himself quite a life, and he also ran for governor, not governor, he should run for governor after you hear what he's doing, but I mean, he was the mayor of GI for years, and, uh, uh, the shit he had to put up with, I, I wasn't surprised he didn't run again, but, uh, So basically, J.J. uh, has turned to – he's a a soccer coach at Gish, where G.I. Senior High was the school I went to in in a high school. He was alerted to some issues uh, going on in the high school, and basically his players were held to a higher standard by him and his coaching staff than they were in the schools. Some of the issues that J.J. uncovered uh, trying to figure out what was going on, he he figured out the kids at the high school, these are some of the things he noticed that were a little bit off, Okay he found out uh, the high school kids can skip class, Uh, they can be tardy, Uh, they can wear whatever they want. You know, not all kids dress uh, (laughs) in a manner that they shouldn't, but there there sure are some that do. Um, Another thing that kids can do is they can turn in their quote-unquote daily work whenever they want to up until the last semester, or last day of that semester, and they can get full credit. And I'm like, when I heard that, I was like, what the fuck, man? What's the point? Their daily work, and you, you turn it in whenever you fucking want? That's bullshit, man. Uh, another thing is that they can retake exams they do poorly on. I mean, Jesus Christ, I would have been a 5.0. Is that a thing? I would have been a fucking Rhodes Scholar. But no, I, I just don't understand today's society where, where you know, especially that school district, they can pretty much retake tests. I, I, I could have been fucking Einstein maybe. Uh, also, uh, another thing he noticed was that kids can get away with being re- disrespectful in class, uh, and the teachers also can raise a student's final grade based on what they're calling professional judgment. So, in other words, they're saying, let's just pass this fucking kid so they can graduate and, you know, be gone out of our hair. Uh, the GIPS, which is the Grand Island Public School uh, System, uh, J.J. said uh, he they have a proficiency rating Uh, below 20 percent in core basics like mathematics and reading yet the graduation rate is uh, over 90 percent so you know if if you've got kids that can't read or do math or or any of this shit but you pass them anyway I mean you're fucking doing no favors to the kids or to society right so what happened was uh, I guess the issues are are not to blame on the teachers they're kind of handcuffed so The issues are to blame on the Board of Education and the superintendent of schools. They're in good old GI. Uh, You know, one of the, uh, I guess, the uh, outcomes of all these fucking things kids get away with is that there are several teachers, like in quality teachers, that are leaving or retiring retiring early. So what's going to happen, there's going to be a shortfall for the next year or the next several years where they're not going to have enough teachers for all them kids. And then one thing J.J. did is he posted uh, some information on Facebook about it just to put put it out in the community and say, hey, this is going on, and this is, you know, something needs to be fixed. And he's the kind of guy that wants to fix it. So uh, along along the lines with that post on Facebook, uh, several teachers did reach out to J.J., uh, and he anonymously, he posted what their, their concerns were anonymously, uh, and then he shared some anonymous student concerns that were on a survey, you know. He also said he tried to discuss the issues with the uh, Board of Education and the superintendent, but basically he was told that they uh, didn't want to hear it. So, you know, these fucking people are... They're supposed to represent our children. They're supposed to represent us. They're supposed to care about kids, but I, I don't fucking see it. So basically after all this happened, uh, the superintendent and the board called JJ into a meeting. And what happened was there were so many people that were fired up about what was going on. There's so many teachers putting in their two cents uh, that, that there was such, uh, you know, it's a community, community anger point And I, and I get it. So he was called into this meeting where the, he was told, uh, he could retire or be fired if he did not submit the names of these teachers. So to his credit, he told them to go pound sand and that he would never quit. So, uh, you know, coincidentally he was fired. So here's a guy that cares enough about all these kids. Here's a guy that Holds these uh, kids up to a higher standard, a kind of standard that you would think the fucking school board would, would uh, want to to push, you know? I mean, you can't let these kids get away with this shit, and you can't hand-tie hand these teachers into not being able to... Uh, you know, provide the kind of education that's needed. I mean, I mean, Jesus Christ, if there's one or two kids disrupting a class, get them the fuck out of there. But no, these seizures can't even do that because they want to make sure these kids graduate so they get the uh, federal uh, dollars for having a certain uh, level of, uh, you know, graduation rate. So, you know, uh, all this caused a uh, big outroar by the community. JJ's pretty popular. You know, not everybody liked him, but that's the way the world is. <clears throat> but, a lot of people are waking up to the fact that, you know, these fucking people do not have our kids in their best interest. So uh, the cool thing about what he's doing is, you know, the, the deadline to run as a Board of Education member is passed, of course. So what he's what he's done is he's he started a grassroots mo- movement in Grand Island uh, to get residents to write in five candidates Uh in that way, they'll be able to remove all the members on the board that are currently there. And he's also working on uh, getting the superintendent fired or, or get her out of there. And to JJ, I say, good luck, brother. I know you are the man uh, that that town needs. And and really, I don't think it's just a GI problem. You know, you read in the paper all the time about... Uh, how fucked up the education system is. So uh, speaking of that, I say fuck those guys and shame on you to the Grand Island Public School Board of Education and the superintendent. I mean, fuck it. Just get the fuck out of there if you can't do your fucking job. Okay, I'm going to wet my whistle here with a little bit of Polish potato vodka. Shh, just don't tell my doctor, okay? On to the next uh, little bit of what the fuck that guy deal i was talking about earlier i'll move to national news you know i talked earlier about you know all this COVID shit that's been going on and and, and you know clearly we all have our opinions clearly we we all do what we feel we have to do um, some people wear a mask some people don't uh, some people are are vaccinated some people are not um i know what i did um i would never tell you You know, you have to be like me. You have to do what I did. I would never tell you that you shouldn't do this or should do that. You know, it's all up to our individual choices. That's my opinion. You know, it's the way it should be. So with that being said, I'd like to say, uh, put out a big kudos to federal U.S. District Judge Catherine Kimball-Mazell in Florida. What she did is she struck down a Biden administration mask mandate. Uh, that was uh, being applied for airplanes and public transport. Uh, This mass mandate was on the basis that the mandate uh, was unlawful because it exceeded the statutory authority of the U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention uh, because its implementation violated administrative law. So since then, the uh, CDC, uh, I guess they've been working to get that reinstated. So I say, fuck the CDC. You know, uh, talk about, you know, do masks work? Uh, Do they not work? Are we supposed to wear them forever? You know, I mean, really the sad thing in the world today is you can't get a straight fucking answer because uh, you you can find articles and you can find doctors and you can find news programs. You can find uh, articles and you can find a whole lot of shit that will tell you uh, masks work and you can find a whole lot of shit that tells you they don't work, so really, what the fuck is it, you know, when it all comes down to it, are are we supposed to wear them forever, I say fucking, I'm not going to, I mean, if it's required, when I go to work, I, I will do that because I need my job, but, you know, as far as, you know, when I go to a restaurant, I don't wear one, you know, fuck it, you know, do it if you want to, in the future, if you really want to, wear them, I'm not gonna fucking give you shit, If you're too scared to go somewhere, stay in your fucking basement. Life's got to fucking move on, right? I mean, it's just because, I guess, just because we're tired of it doesn't mean it's not there. But, you know, we've got to learn to live with this shit. So let's go. Fuck you, CDC. (laughs) Speaking of fuck you, uh, also a big fuck that guy is going out to Anthony Fauci, everybody's favorite little fucking beady-eyed doctor, right? So the reason I bring him up this time is uh, this past Tuesday, he basically said that the United States was out of the pandemic. Okay, good, you know, moving forward, let's go, let's move on with life, make make it happen. And then the very next day, he walks it back, you know, the motherfucker says, well, we really are very much still in the midst of the pandemic. So so which is it, fucking Tony? Are we? Aren't we? Are we gonna fucking stay in our basements? Are we gonna fucking learn how to live? You know, I'm I'm tired. I'm tired of hearing him because you know, last time I last time I fucking knew he's not an elected official. You know what the fuck? What can he guide us on? So I'm tired of that flip fucking motherfucker. Flip flocking motherfucker. How about flip flopping motherfucker? Polish Voc is doing me pretty well tonight, folks. I hope everybody out there is having a good time. I hope life is treating you well. I'm going to salute you with another uh, little sip here. Another thing that's been kind of rubbing me the wrong way lately is, is fucking Joe Biden. You know, And he is proposing a student loan forgiveness plan. You know, uh, I guess he's considering a $10,000 forgiveness per borrower and not the $50,000 per borrower he made in campaign promises. Um, You know, I went to college. Um, I probably took out more money than I should have. But guess what? I paid the motherfucker off. So I don't understand, you know, how he just wants to, quote, unquote, forgive it. Uh, Right now, the country's outstanding education debt exceeds, uh, from the study I read, it's $1.7 with a T, uh, with roughly 10 million borrowers who are estimated to be in delinquency or default. You know, fuck that guy, and fuck those clamoring for more free shit. How fucking free do you think the forgiveness will be, right? Who's going to pay for it? Who will pay the colleges and the teachers if we just fucking forgive it? You know, what is with all these fucking entitled motherfuckers out there, you know? Anybody out there who's ever signed up for a loan has to sign, you know, somewhere on that document promising to pay it off. You know, I like I said, I fucking paid mine off. It took forever, but I, I did it. So if you're fucking having a problem paying off your fucking loan, get out of your fucking basement because COVID is to a point now, I think... We've got to fucking move on. Get a fucking job. Get two fucking jobs. Do whatever it takes and pay for what you borrowed. You know, my wife and I, we put our kids through college too, right? But we would never expect anyone to be burdened to pay extra taxes to fucking forgive our fucking loan. Give me a fucking break. Wake up, people. Jesus Christ. Tired of all this fucking gimme, 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 right? also fuck Biden and the federal government, you know, uh, for starting what they're calling the Disinformation Board, uh, which many are likening to, uh, I don't know if you've read uh, George Orwell's book, uh, 1984, but in that book they had what they called the Ministry of Truth. Now, this board uh, was supposedly created to fight the spread of online disinformation. Now, the issue I have with that kind of fucking shit is... uh, who is it that's going to deem the information to be truthful or untruthful, right? I mean, if you fucking don't like something, oh, that's untruthful, that's disinformation, fuck you, it's not allowed. So, are they going to fucking throw us in jail? Are they going to fucking strip our fucking finances from us? What are they going to fucking do? Are we headed to social credits like fucking China? I think I think there's some motherfuckers out there who, who really want that, so... Uh, you know, I guess it's another oversight being pushed by Big Brother and the governments. And, and you know, the good thing is uh, is it has a lot of uh, opponents. There's a lot of pushback on it. So hopefully uh, the good will prevail. I mean, wh- what the fuck, man? Wake up. You know, as far as that goes, is there any coincidence uh, for the disinformation board uh, for it to be created right after Elon Musk bought Twitter for $44 billion? <laughs> I bet there was some, I bet, I bet it had something to do with it, right? Um, speaking of Elon and his purchase of Twitter, 40, 44 fucking billion, you know? There's people out there, too, that are all saying, well, he could cure world hunger. He could, he could, he could, he could. He should do this with his money. He should do that. Well, guess what? It's not your fucking money, okay? He fucking wanted to buy Twitter, and he bought fucking Twitter, so get over it. It's not your money, it's his fucking money, and I love that he bought Twitter, and why? I love it because he's doing it under the auspice of free speech, you know, I guess time will tell if that's true or not, but I love it also because uh, them fuckers at work there, you know, who are more on one side over the other, uh, supposedly they're losing their shit, you know. Uh, they don't think that one person should be able to own the company, and they also, I guess, are saying uh, they think he will change it to be one-sided on the other w- other side. So my question is, well, were you okay with that when Twitter was suspending accounts for folks uh, they didn't share their opinions with? Uh, because I think you fucking were, you know, and to the people that argued about that, uh, they said, well, a company can run their business any way they fucking see fit, you know. And if, if you don't like it, you can go find another another platform. If you don't like it, you can start another platform. Well, I say the same thing to you motherfuckers. And if you don't fucking like it, uh, start another platform. If you don't fucking like it, companies can run their businesses how they see fit. See how that fucking works? You know, the thing that I don't get is this. If you don't like something someone says, if you don't like something someone does, don't fucking listen. Scroll on by. How about you could even engage in an open debate? Talk to those people. Fucking put out your points. Let them put out your their points. Listen. You might fucking learn. But no, people can't fucking be cordial these days. They can't fucking... Share ideas without fucking flying off the handle. It's always my way or the fucking highway. Well, get the fuck over it, okay? Tire of that shit. You know, don't silence others who don't share your point of view. Let it be open. And if you don't like it, bye bye. Okay. This time, I like to take another sip. <laughs> Next out there, I'll talk uh, in sporting news. You know, uh, uh, two nights in a row, I've been watching. Uh, NFL draft, uh, National Football League here in America, the uh, American football, not the uh, beautiful sport of soccer for you international listeners. Uh, the thing that the thing that I'm griping about on this is every time Roger Goodell, who is the commissioner, gets up there, the fans just boo him relentlessly. Now I know he's not the most popular guy. I know you can can research and see some of the shit he's have he's been said to have done. And I understand a little bit of uh the anger or the they're not liking the guy, but Jesus Christ, I feel like people have been booing him for five years. Not quite sure how many years he's been commissioner, but god damn it's played out. Let the fucking guy go, let him do his job. Then players get up there, they they dap him up, they hug him, you know, they fucking you know, they're in the big show, so I think it's time to stop the booing. If you want to boo me for saying that, boo me for saying that. Uh, next is the fuck that guy, uh, I guess not a salute, but a fuck that guy nomination to Kyrie Irvin. Uh, I love Kyrie Irvin now that he's not with my Celtics anymore because he played like shit for Boston. But, uh, you know, his New Jersey Nets just got swept in the first round of the NBA playoffs versus my beloved Boston Celtics. Uh, throughout the uh, the first round matchup it was apparent there was a lot of bad blood between Kyrie and the Celtics fans uh, he, he flipped off the crowd and they were calling him names I don't you know I don't know what they were calling him but you know things were a little bit heated uh, the funniest thing about it was he had some huge games but I guess not big enough so uh, well he might be a great athlete you know, I don't have to like him, you know, he's now on the enemy team, so, hey Kyrie, remember, you can't la 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 without four L's, bye-bye. Uh, also, uh, now, some kudos, you know, these are some kudos going out for Iron Mike Tyson, the, uh, the boxing legend, when I was a kid, he was it, man, he he was knocking motherfuckers out left and right, and I still will remember where I was when Buster Douglas knocked his ass out. It just blew my mind. I never thought Tyson would ever get beat. So, uh, you know, you know, recently uh, they were talking. You know, I guess what happened was he was sitting on a plane flight, and some guy behind him kept just fucking pestering him. And I guess he asked for a picture, and, and Mike gave him a picture, and uh, or took a picture with him. And then I guess the guy would not leave him alone and, and according to reports I guess he maybe even threw a <laughs> he threw a water bottle at Mike Tyson and in my first thought I was like, What the fuck are you fucking doing, you fucking idiot? Do you know who this motherfucker is? So I don't know if you've seen it or not, but subsequently after he threw that bottle at Mike, uh, Mike threw some fucking punches at his face. So uh I, I say kudos, you know, if people are going to talk shit, you know, be prepared for the for the consequences. And <laughs> Mike has a, a couple of uh, left, right consequences I wouldn't want to uh, have to worry about. So, uh, the, you know, the, the good thing about what happened was here is, you know, Tyson has this this quote uh regarding social media and the quote goes you know social media has made y'all way too comfortable with disrespecting people and not getting punched in the face for it so uh kudos iron mike i guess that motherfucker i guess he'll think twice about fucking with somebody and you know maybe it's a good lesson for the rest of us uh the next sports uh scenario i'd like to talk about is uh i've talked before that i'm an atlanta braves fan in baseball and uh last year was great man the braves won a world series when i don't think anybody expected it was quite literally out of left field uh those of you that don't know baseball that's that's uh surprising to say the least so uh, freddie freeman was a team leader for the braves for several years and uh he ended up getting traded to the fucking los angeles dodgers so i've liked the braves so long uh that they used to be in the NL West, which is crazy because if you, if you look at this, the map of the United States, uh, Atlanta is in the Southeast of the United States, but the, you know, when you think about somebody being, <coughs> excuse me, in the National League West, uh, you certainly don't think that uh, the Braves would be that way. But that has always uh, seeded a lot of uh, deep-seated hate for me, for the Dodgers. I, I've always hated the Dodgers. So, uh so when Freddie went to the Dodgers, oh, it just broke my heart, man. The only thing worse is would have been if he went to the fucking New York Yankees. Fuck the Yankees, right? So anyway, uh, Freddie Freeman uh, went to the, uh, like I said, the the Dodgers. So in return, what happened was the Braves acquired a uh, first baseman named Matt Olson from the Atlanta. I'm sorry, from the Oakland Athletics, uh, who replaced uh, Freddie. So, so what, I, what I'm looking at now is uh, these head-to-head batting stats. So as of today's games, uh, let me run through some of these stats. So the number of at-bats so far for the season, uh, Freddie Freeman has 71. Uh, Matt Olson has 73, okay? So in those games, uh, Freddie Freeman has scored 13 runs, and uh, Matt Olsen has scored 11. Uh, Freddie Freeman has 22 hits. Uh, Matt Olsen has 23 hits. Uh, Freddie has 15 singles. Matt has 12 singles. Uh, Freddie has four doubles. Uh, Matt has nine doubles. Uh, triples, they're both at zero, so uh, it's a push. Home runs so far, Freddie leads Matt 3-2. Uh, to two. RBIs are runs batted in this season. Uh, Freddie has nine to Matt 6. Stolen bases, Freddie steals one base. Matt has yet to steal a base. Neither one of those twos are uh, William Mays, Hayes, so they're not going to steal a lot of bases. Uh, thus far, uh, walks. Uh, Freddie has eight walks on the season. Uh, Matt has 15. Uh, strikeouts, Freddie has 13. Matt, 19. Uh, batting average is pretty close here. Uh, Freddie's at 310. Uh, Matt is batting 315. On base percentage, uh, Freddie is at 383. Uh, Matt's at 427, so that's quite a difference there. Uh, slugging percentage, Freddie is at 493. Uh, Matt's at 521. On base percentage, uh, Freddie is 876 and Matt is 948. So, all in all, I am going to miss Freddie. Uh, I, I've been a, a Braves fan since 1981, probably. Uh, you know, along along the lines, a player named Dale Murphy was the reason I loved baseball back in the 80s. And then it switched to Chipper Jones, and then it switched to Freddie Freeman. So those are probably the big three as far as that franchise goes. So when, when we, and I know I didn't play for the Braves, but I— I look at my sports teams and I say we. When we won the World Series last year, uh, I was so happy for Freddie. It was his first ring, and uh, sad to see him go. But as as the stats are out there, I mean they don't lie. I mean Matt Olsen is so far. He's he's been a good he's been a good uh, replacement for Freddie. And I had a friend hit me up on Facebook the other day. He's a big baseball fan. Uh, Sr. Uh, he says so. You know Matt's been playing well, but does he need to win? a World Series to, you know, make it right, and I said, you know, it's it's so early in his Atlanta Braves career that I'm not going to hang that on him, but, you know, the way he's played so far has, you know, made the sting a, a little less, uh, a little less biting, so let's go, Matt, and fuck the Dodgers, and fuck Freddie Freeman, kinda. Uh, you know, every, every time I do one of these episodes, I put out feelers to you, uh, my twitter followers or listeners i don't know how many listeners are out there but there's got to be some and you know so I, I want your input so i so like i said reach out to me at Podcast on twitter i'd love to hear your nominations i'd love to hear what you think i've done well what you fucking think you know what makes me fucking stupid whatever you know there's no right there's no wrong so i i really really want to hear it so uh For this episode, uh, J.P. Husker at Big Red Porter 34, uh, he talks about uh, his fuck that guy candidate is Nebraska Cornhusker men's athletic programs in general. Uh, He said, why do they suck? You know, could John Cook just coach volleyball or, or all men's sports along with volleyball, football, men's basketball, and baseball? And what he's alluding to is Football is a fucking mess. It has been for a while. Men's basketball is a fucking mess. It has been for a while. Baseball was pretty good last year uh, when it's kind of unexpected that it would be as good as it was. Uh, But this year, (laughs) they were kind of projected to to kick some ass, and they've been struggling to say the least. So the women's sports, uh, you know, on the other hand, they've they've been tearing it up. Uh, Volleyball ended up being the uh, runner-up to uh, college volleyball's championship of the year. Uh, Softball is just kicking total ass. Women's basketball surprisingly did well, too. So uh, I don't know. I don't know what, what the disparity is or what's going on. But uh, as a true fan, I think J.P. Uh, Husker would say, we're happy uh, with what the women are doing, but we wish the men could can, can fucking, uh, you know, get their heads out of their ass a little bit there. I think the football team might – make a little noise this year, so we'll see. We say that every year, right? Uh, Shuck at uh, Shuck4NU, he says that uh, Sammy Kuhn is a clown ass. Now, Sammy Kuhn is a reporter at the Omaha Uh, World-Herald. When I asked him why Sam was a clown ass, he said mainly in general, but also his fucking bitch-ass comments about our Nebraska spring game to where a certain quarterback didn't throw more than four passes. And what he's talking about is we had this transfer quarterback from the University of Nebraska – I'm sorry, the University of Texas come in to play at Nebraska. And basically what a spring game is, it's a glorified practice. You know, they put it on TV, uh, get about 50,000 people there to watch a practice, right? But the thing about it also is is, it's pretty vanilla. You know, not all the players are playing. Some of them are injured. Some are not here yet. Uh, you know, we've got a new offensive coordinator. We've, we've got a new scheme coming up. And so they keep it vanilla. And, and what I mean by that is they don't show you everything that we have. And so the guy that's projected to be the starting quarterback this year by many, Casey Thompson, he only completed four passes. I mean, he didn't even throw more than four passes. So, and that was by design too. So, I think what Shuck has a problem with that fucking uh, reporter, Sam McEwen, for dogging on, you know, the quarterback. When fucking McEwen should know it's a it's a glorified practice. So, I get it. So, you know, uh, at this time, you know, I like to thank thank you guys out there for uh, listening. Uh, especially with me and my stuffed-up nose again, and I'm sure I do not sound very good. But I also want to thank those who, who do participate uh, by submitting their Fuck That Guy candidates or ideas. I want to let you know I value each and every one of you, okay? Remember, if there's anything you like to discuss, uh, even if you want a koozie, I've got f- FTG koozies or stickers. You know, if you want one of them, they're yours f- for free. You know, just reach out to me. You know, like I said on Twitter at FT Guy Podcast. You know, I'll make sure I get you one. You know, uh, also uh, like to uh, put out some of my happy birthday wishes uh, in heaven, uh, going out to my dad DB and his twin sister DP. Uh, you are both loved and missed Uh, dad's been gone for three years now Uh, it just just blows my mind it's been you know happened that you know been been that fast that it's been three years and and to his twin sister this is her first uh, heavenly birthday up there with dad so uh, they're twins and I hope they are uh, having some beers and listening to some poker music up there right I've also got uh, you know a quote to share with you guys before I leave you tonight. Uh, you know everybody knows the world's kind of fucked up, right? Um, things are not normal. I don't like to call things a new normal. There's a lot of chaos in this world, so I, I, I found a quote uh, from Mister Rogers. I don't know if everybody out there knows Mister Rogers' Neighborhood, uh, but I found this quote, and he says, "When I was a boy." And I would see scary things in the news. My mother would say to me, look for the helpers. You will always find people who are helping. That's a great quote by Mr. Rogers' mother. So what I would, what I would say to you, friends, is uh, do what I do. Uh, stop watching the fucking news. It's, it'll eat you up. It'll tear you up. It'll make you angry. Just don't do it. Go outside. Live your lives. Be a good person. And remember, you know, like Mr. Rogers' mother said, look for helpers. But if you can't find a helper, be that helper, you know. So want to let you guys know I, I, I love you all. Um, I value each and every one of you. I know I say that, uh, but I say it because I do. And remember, there's no right, there's no wrong. It's just how you feel. So if you want to share something with me, please do. And until we meet again, my friends, I love you all. And thanks again for the song, CG. Love you, brother.